0: Thanks for listening to this week's Hope at Crossroads. We are glad you're taking the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864-288-1626. Or you can connect with us through our website, hopeatcrossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends and let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And now here's this week's message. Morning.
1: God is good, and all the time, even when we're not, He doesn't change. Praise God. Thank you for that. I, I tell you what. I don't know about you, but uh, I can just go into the invitation right now, and uh, we'll just get to small groups a little early and get to lunch a little early. And uh, I tell you. And all joy thank you thank you for your heart for worship thank you for your just listening to God each and every week as he shows you and leads you to the songs that we sing so thankful my friend for those of you that uh that are visiting and uh my name's Heath Carruth i'm uh the associate pastor and teaching pastor here, and uh, Pastor Jack is how uh, with Miss Gretchen and several others uh, with our team in Malawi. And uh, we uh, are excited to report that uh, yesterday uh, they saw 20 plus uh, folks give their lives to Jesus Christ as uh, the gospel was preached. And so, uh, so thankful for that. And uh, thankful for the opportunity that, uh, that God has allowed um, this church to uh, not only be on mission here. Uh, right here in the Five Forks area, but uh, in places like Bennettsville, in the DR, malawi uh, and as well as other places so uh, if you 've got your bible we 're going to be in the book of Acts today, Acts chapter three Acts chapter three, and as you 're turning to that, I'll just kind of give you a little uh, background into where where we are in this passage um, so uh, Jesus uh, ascended to heaven, before he ascended to heaven, he told his disciples, he says, uh, for them to wait. They're in Jerusalem, and he says, he says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in Judea, in Samaria, and Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And we know in chapter 2, and you know, the Holy Spirit comes upon the apostles and they're at Pentecost and uh, Peter preaches uh, one of the most powerful, I can imagine, sermons ever to be preached as uh, he just shared the gospel clear and simple to those there. And there were thousands added to the church that day. And That momentum continued, and they met, and in verses 42 uh, of chapter 2, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and prayer. And it goes on, he says that they were all together. In verse 47, that leads into where we're going to be at today, it says, "...praising God and having favor with all the people." And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. And you say, how in the world uh, was this happening? This, this, what we would call a, a spiritual awakening in Jerusalem. How was it possible? What was so special about the situation? And it really wasn't anything, you know... Uh, mysterious. It was just the fact that the Holy Spirit had come upon the believers and they got a good dose of God and they just started living for Him and not just talking about what it meant to be a Christ follower, but living it out amongst each other. And they took serious the reading of the Word. They took serious the community and being together on a day-to-day basis. And as they Opened up the word and the apostles taught. The Lord just continued to save. Today, we've talked, we've sung about it. I want you to think about that time when you were young or you were a kid. Now, for some of you in this room, you're thinking, you know, well, that wasn't too long ago. That was just a couple years ago. For some of us, and you know, all it takes us back a few, a few years, Okay. When we were a kid. But there were names. That carried. More weight than other names. You understand what I'm saying? There were certain names that. Just. Had more impact in our lives. Right? Uh, that might have been that. The name of. Dad. Or mom. You know. And, and dad and mom. They could have some. Very. Positive. Impact, but they could also have some impact that came with something else attached to it, much like a belt or a switch when we weren't going right. Maybe that name—that name that carried more weight in your life—was not so much a parent, but but a grandparent. That grandparent that loved us, but also made sure that we were in the line. For some of us, that name that carries so much weight in our lives is the name of that favorite teacher who poured into our lives in school, in elementary school, middle school, high school, even college. For some of us, it was the name of a coach who took us by the hand And taught us what it was like to be part of a team. But also taught us the importance of practice and discipline and respect. Respect not only for your coaches, but respect for your teammates. And it was those lessons that those people taught us that have made us who we are today. It's those names that even as I speak them right now, that name's coming to your mind. Because they had such an impact and such, meant so much to you. It was that name that got our attention. The power of that name... Brought sometimes good, sometimes bad feelings. But it's that power of a name. And we're going to see here in chapter 3, it was the power of a name. That brought impact into a man's life. That changed his life forever. Forever. Not only physically, but spiritually. And let's read here in Acts chapter 3. It says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple, Seeing Peter and John and about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and he said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention to them, and expecting to receive something from them, Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, With wonder and amazement at what had happened. Today we're going to look at the power of a name. And the first thing that we see as we go back to verse 1 is we see the purpose. The purpose of Peter and John's visit. Peter and John's divine appointment, if you would call it, with this, this man. It says that they were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. In terms today, they were going to worship. Just like many others that day, they were going to the temple to worship, to pray, to give praise to God for what he had been doing. Their hearts were focused. Their minds. In Hebrews, it reminds us. He says, And let us consider how to stir one up one another in love and good works. And neglecting, not neglecting to meet together as, in the, as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near they were going to worship that was their purpose for going to the temple it wasn't just to hang out and shoot the breeze it wasn't just to talk about what's going on there was a purpose there was a focus and that focus was for one person it was their audience of one they were going to worship god They were going to praise God for what he had been doing. And that's exactly why we're here today, or why we should be here today. The whole purpose of coming to church is not just to fellowship, although that's great, and that's part of the time together, but it's to worship. And if we're here for any other reason today, then I pray that God reveals to us and on how awesome it is to come together and not just to see other people but to worship the king of kings and the lord of the lords because that's why we're here that is our purpose to give praise and glory to the one who deserves it they were going to the temple and that was their purpose in verse It's 2 and 3, we see the request. And there was a lame man that was being carried by birth who laid there daily at the gate of the temple that is called Beautiful to ask alms of those entering. When he saw Peter and John going into the temple, he asked to receive alms. I want you to put yourself in that man's shoes the best that you can. This man had to be carried daily to the place that he sat. He couldn't do anything on his own, and he went day in, day day in, day out to ask for money. Now you, you may say, well. That's, that's a pretty good thing, right? Because, I mean, people were coming to worship God. Maybe they had a little extra change in their pocket. Maybe they had something to offer him that could help him make it to the next day. But I want you to look at it this way. Imagine the brokenness that this guy felt. The brokenness of having to rely on someone else to get you to a place each and every day. To basically beg and ask for money. To provide for your needs. Because that was the only way that you were going to make it. Imagine the, the season's of depression that this guy probably dealt with. He was broken, but all he knew was to ask for help. And apparently, there were those that, that had helped this man. Day in and day out, they had helped him. And I'm sure he was thankful for that at times. But imagine being that person who has to ask for help for someone day in and day out. Not because you're too lazy to go get a job or anything like that, but simply because you couldn't Work yourself. We live in a world where depression and anxiety has grown rampant, especially over the last two to three years. And I'm not making light of it because I believe uh, that depression... And anxiety, among other things, is very real. And I don't think it's all just mental. I don't think it's all just something that somebody makes up. I really don't. You ever been in ministry? There have been seasons... Of depression in my own life, where I was supposed to be strong because I was giving and giving and giving so much I was weak, and when we're weak, our minds will get the best of us. It's why in this state, out of all the United States, and I haven't seen the latest report, but for years, the state of South Carolina had the most suicidal deaths by ministers in all the United States. Why? Because ministry is hard. We understand that. And I'm not, telling, I'm not saying that for you to feel sorry for me. Because I don't want you to feel sorry for me. Because God's brought me out of that season. Praise the, praise the Lord. Through many friends and who served as counselors. Through many of you. Through your encouraging words. Who helped through that time even when you probably didn't even realize it. The power of an encouraging word will go so far in a person's life. And this guy, he's here, he's requesting money, he's broken, not having any other thought of what is to come or what the next day will look like because he's just worried about today how many of you in here right now you're just worried about today i mean you're you're like treading water maybe financially you're treading water mentally today you're treading water physically just trying to keep your head above water so that you don't drown But yet there's something that causes us when we pull in this parking lot or get out of that car to put a smile on our face, even when we don't want to. Sometimes because of fear. Well, if I tell people how I'm really feeling and all, what will they say? What will they what will they do? Will they really care? Do they really want to hear what I'm going through? This man was broken. And he was requesting help financially. We see the purpose that they were there. That We see the request and the brokenness of the man. And then in verse 3, I mean chapter, uh, verse 4, it says, And Peter directed his gaze at him and John, as did John. And he said, Look at us. And the man gave them his full attention, expecting to receive something from them. I'm going to stop there. But he didn't have any clue what he was about to receive. And what he was expecting and what he was asking for and what he was about to receive was so much better He says, but Peter said, I have no silver or gold. Let's stop there. Can you imagine? This guy, he's he's sitting there begging day in and day out. And Peter says, here, look at us. And I'm sure there was was a moment where he's thinking, okay, you know, I'm getting ready to to get get something. Getting ready to get a little something that's going to help me get to the next day. And he hears the words, silver and gold, I don't have any of that. And just like that, his excitement went to gloom. The smile on his face, the countenance on his face probably went from, from here to here. Because he was so used to people giving him things financially that would help him get by. And Peter says, I don't have any of that. If you read, read back through, and all, the, all those that were together, they were kind of selling and distributing things amongst those that needed And it was obvious that Peter and John were taken care of. So he says, you know, I don't have any silver or gold, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And in verse in this this third point, we see the proclamation and the power of a name. And it wasn't the name of Peter. It wasn't saying, hey, I don't have any silver or gold, but hey, let me help you out. Let me do this. Let me do that. He says, he says, what I have, I'm going to give to you. Why? Because the Spirit was already upon him at Pentecost. He would already preached a sermon. Peter had already seen thousands of people come to faith in Jesus Christ. And it wasn't anything that he said but a name. It was a name that had changed his life. As he walked with that man for three years, it was a man that he had walked with that had loved him, even when he said three times, I don't know who this guy is. It was a man that, despite his unfaithfulness, restored him to the ministry that he was taking part in right here. He says, In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And in that moment, the power of the gospel, the power of the name of Jesus took hold of that man's heart. Took hold of that man's physical muscles and his nerves and everything in it. And it says that he gained gained strength all of a sudden, immediately, in his feet and his ankles. And they were made strong. It's no shock that many of us have gone in our city and we've seen people with signs asking for help. And I believe some of them genuinely need it and some of them probably genuinely don't. That's between them and the Lord. But as I was studying this this week and I've I've shared some money with them before as the Lord kind of led me. But the Lord kind of convicted me this week. He says, how many times when you've given them what they've asked for, have you shared with them something that they didn't ask for? You see, because every time someone gave this, this man alms, each and every day that he was at the temple gate, the next day he was still at the temple gate. And his surroundings never changed. But it was not until Peter, who came to the temple for a whole different purpose in his mind, it was going to worship and to pray with others. And God put this divine appointment in his way before he even got to the temple. And being filled with the Holy Spirit, he was sensitive enough to talk to this man. How many times have we given folks what they asked for? And as a believer in Christ, who has the power within them, the same Holy Spirit that Peter was filled with, has it not come to our mind to share with them and give them something that they didn't ask for that could really change their life eternally the proclamation and the power of the name of Jesus is so powerful not only in Peter's life not only in John's life but others that were going to the temple to worship in your life and in my life. And there are people that we pass by on a daily basis that are asking for things that will continue to put them at the same place the very next day. And how many times have we failed to give them something that would change them eternally? maybe change their perspective of life to where they realize, hey, I don't have to do this any longer because because God has given me the power in my legs and in my arms to go out and to do something to make money. God's given me power in my life That will last beyond this world. And beyond this life. It was the power and the proclamation of Jesus. I have a pastor friend of mine. And and just through the Holy Spirit. One day. When he was sharing with with a guy. Just some money. And the Holy Spirit said. Why don't instead of you giving him money. Just tell him to get in your car. And you take him to go get something to eat, which is what he was asking for. And from here on out, he's never just given money and walked away. He's given them what they're asking for, but he's also allowed an opportunity to sit down and talk with these people over that meal over getting them something to drink, and to tell them about Jesus. Why? Because he's, he realizes that that money will only get them so far, but they'll be back the next day. But if he could share Jesus with them, and if they will receive the grace and the gift of, the, of Jesus that God has offered, that their whole life can change in a moment. Which leads us to the last thing. Verses 8 and 9. After the proclamation and the power of the name of Jesus, he says, rise up and walk. And immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. And leaping up and stood... He stood and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them. He entered the temple with them. Don't miss that. Walking and leaping and praising God. In a matter of moments, strength came to his feet, it came to his ankles. He's no longer having to sit there. And he's so excited about it because it's a feeling that he's never felt before physically and it says that he leaps and he gets up and he walks into the temple with them why for the same purpose that what peter and john were going to the temple for to begin with and that was to praise and worship god and this man had a new outlook in life because, because no longer did he have to sit at the gate and ask for money, you know, because it really didn't matter to him because he had strength in his legs and in his ankles and in his feet. He could walk around. No longer did he have to sit outside the temple and all, but he could go into the temple and worship the one that had just put strength in his legs. He could go into the temple and worship him, not only for what he did physically, but what he had done in this man's life Spiritually. And after the proclamation and the power, we see the praise and worship that ensued. And here's the great thing. It didn't only ensue in this man's life. Verse 10 says, And the people that saw him, they recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. You see, Peter just took the opportunity that God had given him, this divine appointment, and ought to proclaim the name of Jesus to this man who not only healed him physically, but healed him spiritually as well. And it didn't just affect that man that day. It affected those that saw the man walking into the temple. And I think about when the Lord changes somebody's life. And over the summer, we've had, just a few weeks ago, we had two young kids who came down front to let everybody know, make a public announcement that Jesus Christ had changed their life. And just like that man was praising and leaping and he was worshiping God, you know, we need to be like that as well. When someone comes down here and they say, you know, I prayed to receive Christ. We need to sing and we need to shout and we need to praise God. Why? Because something dead has become alive. It not only affected him, but it affected them. And my prayer today is that when people come from death go from death to life, that we don't just sit back and do a golf clap. But we shout and we clap and we cheer. Why? Because we know that something dead has become alive. And it was all possible because Peter spoke a name. There's a song in the last several months that I've listened to just about every week as I've come to church and throughout the week. It's by, the words are written by a lady named Charity Gale and it says this. It's called, I Speak Jesus. It says, I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope. And there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety. To every soul held captive by depression, I speak Jesus. And he goes back into that course Because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Break through the shadows. Shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. And today, I don't know what you're dealing with, but in a room this size, there's no doubt that there's brokenness in this room. And out of everything that I've said today, the most powerful thing that I can tell you is the name of Jesus has the power to break every stronghold in your life if you will receive him. And there's no depression, there's no anxiety, there's no fear that the power of Jesus can't heal. There's no physical limitation There's no spiritual apathy that Jesus can't heal. The song goes on to say that I'm going to shout it from the mountaintops. I'm going to shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. The answer to my problems and your problems is one word. It's not just one word, it's one name. It's Jesus. And as the song says, do you know him today? Do not turn him away. You don't have to fix your problems. You don't have to fix your strongholds. Because if you'll just come to Jesus, he'll fix them for you. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the power that is in that name. That is above all names. The power to heal physically and to heal spiritually. And Father, I pray for those that may be struggling with one of those strongholds that we've mentioned. Or maybe one that we've not mentioned. Father, in the name of Jesus... I speak over them in their stronghold. And I pray that they would receive the grace and the mercy that's found in that name, Jesus. That has the power to break those strongholds. In your name we pray. Amen. As the Lord has spoken to you, as the Holy Spirit has spoken to your life today, Don't respond to me. You respond to Jesus. If you need to give your life to Jesus Christ today. Because you've never received him as Lord and Savior. I'd love to talk to you about that. Maybe you want to join the church. Maybe there's just things in your life that you need to come and you need to lay at the altar. In other words, just lay it at the foot of the cross. And leave it there. Whatever it is. Don't sit there. And hang on to something that Jesus died for and wants to heal you from. Let's stand. You move as the Holy Spirit leads.
0: We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime. Details about our church and service times can also be found online. In addition, we want to invite you to check out some of the great items at our website that will help you, or you can give as a gift to a friend. Devotionals and other resources are all available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you will tune in again next week.